back. The market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Deadly Bureau Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. You know, it's, uh, boy, what's the old Chinese saying? Uh, may you live in interesting times. You know, we used to always think that was like um, a proverb or what do they, what do they call it? Um, uh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a some statement of wisdom, you know, a wish of, of good tidings, you know, and it's not at all. It's a Chinese curse, you know, because man, you know what, the last 20 years, and I'm not going to go through a complete rant like I, like I did yesterday, I'm not going to cover it all, but man, does the last 20 years not feel like a curse to some degree? You know, I, I've had some very interesting exchanges with a lot of people, okay? And I, I just, I live for this, man. I Like I told Tyler today, I'm in my element. This is, yeah, I kind of, this is kind of why I feel I'm put here, you know? After 20 years of dealing with these uh, megalomaniacs, they're just psychopathic. They are truly psychopathic megalomaniacs that are running shit. Like the Hillary Clinton's of the world, my God, she's back on TV again, spouting this nonsense and trying to white, whitewash over what she did, Right? What she's responsible for in Libya, oh my God, it's just, in Afghanistan, it's just nonstop bullshit from this, this lady. But, you know, it's MSNBC, CNN, so what are you going to do? But Fox is now starting, of course, to, uh, boy, that we talked about yesterday, that, that drumbeat of war, you know, it's really starting to be pounded. I talked about Tucker Carlson yesterday. I'm going to talk about him today a little bit. I'm going to talk about the markets today because you know what? We've had a great, I mean, we've had a, it's been a parabolic, it's been a melt up. We've had a melt up since, uh, since war broke out. Ted Parsons, right? First shots fired, sell your hedges, buy stocks, especially buy tech. That's what he told me a long time ago and it's held up for forever. Uh, having a great mentor in your life is, uh, is, uh, is, is pretty special. But we this this uh, we gave it back today. Uh, let's let's talk about that first because we gave it back. Uh, kind of ugly trading, but when you look underneath the hood, you see something quite a bit different. Uh, let's start there. Uh, Dow Jones today uh, finishing down five hundred ninety-seven points. You know, if you're looking only the smart money hour, uh, what did we finish up? One hundred and twenty points off the low. So, you know, from the from the smart money hour point of view for the Dow Jones, this is actually a win. It's actually a W. Uh, man, I feel like it when you look at it. But it is a W. I'm looking right now at NASDAQ. NASDAQ, again, smart money hour. It's a W. It finished higher than it was. I mean, again, these are not big wins. But, you know, these, these little things actually kind of matter. These are patterns that, you know, we learn to look for. And they do matter. Uh, NASDAQ finishing down 218 points. Another pattern that's, that's important. NASDAQ finished down one point. And I know it's going to sound like I'm nitpicking, okay? Maybe I'm, my bullish bias is coming through. But this is the way we look at things. NASDAQ today finished down 1.6%. Well, that's less than the Dow Jones, 1.76%. So that's a, that's a W because NASDAQ leads. Now, to be completely candid, I didn't hold up for the semis today. The semis who have been red hot, folks. Semis have just been red hot. They gave it back today. Today, the semis were down. SMH was down 3%. So it led the way lower. But again, it's been so red hot, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, quibble over one day of a pullback. And you've seen the news uh, that's been out there today probably about uh, uh, tonight's going to be the night. Uh, you know, they've been saying it. <clears throat> they've been saying it that tonight is going to be the night. Tonight's the night. They had this 700-mile, uh, 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 you know, uh, convoy of Russian tanks and military equipment, seven, 700 to 1,500 miles of Russian tanks and equipment. It... I forget, maybe it's 3,000, it's a lot of miles of Russian tanks and equipment that any day now are going to pound Kiev. 
you know, they pronounced it differently, but Kiev is always, I've always heard it pronounced. I'm not a, a Ukraine expert. But watching some of these videos from people on the ground, have you seen these? Like just regular people walking around like U.S. expats that are in Ukraine. You, I, these are on my Twitter feed. I'm not going to talk about it here, really. You really owe it to yourself to watch some of these videos. People on the ground are saying something completely different than what you're hearing on the mainstream media. For example, I have to mention this. They made a big deal, you know, again, a very patriotic deal, really, uh, uh, with uh, Zelensky talking about, we've just given out uh, 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 rifles to 20,000 people or 20,000 rifles. I think that was the number. And man, it's just like average, the average person's picking up the weapons and they're going out to fight. And it just sounds, it sounds, it sounds like something we would do, doesn't it? I mean, if we're being invaded, right? Thank God we already had the Second Amendment. <laughs> we, we don't have to rely on the government to give us guns. But as this guy was walking around, again, U.S. expat was filming a video. And it's, again, it's on my Twitter feed. It's all over. Everybody's talking about it, really. Not the mainstream media, but, you know, people that matter. The guy's going, <clears throat> the problem here is they gave these guns to these gang members. All the gang members got the guns. And so they're robbing people. They're using them to commit crimes. They're the ones that are shooting the place up. This isn't Russia. These are gangs in Ukraine. Folks, Ukraine is not... I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it, it's not a, quote unquote, a Christian nation, okay? <laughs> it's the most, one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. The average person there, they're great people, I'm sure. They don't make a lot of money, you know, so it's just, it's, it's a poor, it's a poor Eastern European country. It is what it is. And by the way, a lot of them are very pro-Russia, Okay. And uh, if you know the background of Zelensky, you know he was a comedian and you've seen some of the videos. And, you know, it's kind of hard. It's cringeworthy. It's just cringeworthy uh, because now he's using his acting skills to, to rally the people. But, again, it's hard not to buy into that. The last thing we want to do is see a bunch of innocent Ukrainians killed. Because, believe me, folks, I remember this. This is what I was saying when we were invaded at, uh, Iraq after weapons of mass destruction. This is what I was saying and reporting Day after day after day, when thousands and thousands, five hundred, more than 500,000 innocent civilians were murdered, okay, in Iraq. Women, children, guys that just were workers. Because we went into that country and tore it the hell apart. So yeah, I do care about this stuff. And I do care about the average Ukrainian person. But I, I recognize propaganda when I see it and when I hear it. And my experience has been when all of the mainstream media news is on one side, all these quote-unquote experts are on one side, I, we've just learned not to trust them. We've learned to, do, to trust the exact opposite of what they are saying. This is Rona. This is Rona about March, April of 2020. That's where we are. That's where we are. European Union today just banned, <clears throat> banned all Russian broadcast on uh, Russia Today and their other one, I forget what it's called. Now, why would you why would you feel the need to ban Russian broadcasting? Why would you feel the need to do that? Let me just take a wild guess. See, maybe it's because the propaganda narrative isn't getting through. It's not working. They they need to they need more fear. They think that's going to do it. That doesn't do it. That's what we they tried to do here, and it just made us more skeptical, right? It made us look for other sources of information because we didn't trust what they're. Why are you why are you banning average doctors? And nurses from talking, telling us about their concerns about 
uh, the vaccines or their concerns about the, the, the official narrative of coronavirus insanity. Why are you banning these people? So again, it doesn't have the desired effect. Uh, but again, this is, this is their game. This is, this, is, this is what they do. So, <clears throat> conversations. And I'll, 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 I'll get to the markets just after this. I've had some very interesting conversations. I'm going to tell you about a couple of them here. I want to be careful I say this because this is a this is a client, okay? I don't know that he listens to our podcast. I don't say this to offend him. I love this guy. He's a little bit older, and we're talking, and he's not really happy with the way that we're talking about the war. And he's very, you know, patriotic. He doesn't like to see Ukrainian people. He's watching Fox and he's getting, getting honestly, I'm just being candid. He's getting worked up. It's working. It's working. And um, I'm talking to him about other possibilities. You know, the things that we've seen over the last 20 years. And maybe it makes sense to question the official, maybe this time, maybe this is the time. I'll call him John. That's not his name. John, maybe this time, is the time that we should all begin to question the official narrative because they've just lied to us over and over again for 20 years plus. And he stopped me right there. He stopped me right there and said, Kip, turn on your TV. Do you not see what's happening here? And so at that point, I realized we weren't really going to get anywhere because, you know, for the obvious reason. But this works. Propaganda works. We know that, don't we? Especially after the last two years. But here it is happening again. That's what's amazing. We just went through this. And now people are buying into this narrative again. I talked to another guy today. This is really, I think this is the more interesting conversation. This is someone that if I tell you his name, you will know who he is. He is one of the most, he's one of the 50 best connected people, at least in the U.S., may, maybe anywhere. Okay. All I'll say is he's a D.C., New York connected. Okay. He told me today that he's impacted by this. This is covered. He said, I, even, I know the truth. <laughs> he said, I, I, I understand what's going on here. And this is even impacting me. This is making me want to get a, get a gun. Making me want to go over to Ukraine and, and, and join the fight. He said, Kip, I'm, I'm in. And I know better. I know better, but I find myself rooting for them. And he said, the last thing he said was, Man, the average person has no shot with propaganda. It's just too, it's just too powering, too, too overpowerful, too, too powerful. Just no shot. And he's right. And that is how they get us time and again, isn't it? So I think you know these conversations are important. <clears throat> I don't have the answers. I, I don't have the answers, but I have a lot of questions, and that's uh, that's really where I stand. I, I think I think the more questions, the better. Matter of fact, when someone tries to shut down your questions, that's the tell. Censorship, banning, deplatforming, shutting you up. When you can't talk about something, you already have your answer, and I'll leave it there today. Okay, let's take a look under the hood today again because it was better. You know, again, with these uh, declines, 600 points in, 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 uh, in the Dow, uh, 218 NASDAQ, 67 in SP500. It doesn't sound pretty, and it wasn't that pretty. But, but folks, we've just had a massive move higher, have we not? Let me, uh, I've got the, the numbers. We showed this this morning. It kind of, 
Honestly, when I read this, it kind of surprised me. I didn't realize we had come this far. Uh, but, you know, 1,700 points in the Dow Jones. This is before today's close. Three days from the onset of shooting through yesterday's close. 5.3% move higher in the Dow Jones. 1,150-point move higher in NASDAQ, 9.2%. Again, we'll get some of that back today. But three days, we just it was that's a parabolic move higher. And I think that's see, I think that's the that is that is the tell. You know, I mean some could say it's a bear market rally, and of course, you know, they, they typically are your sharpest rally. So from that point of view, I get it. But <clears throat> you know, unless this is gonna go down the road of Rona, we're gonna have that 35, 40% five-week period, which we have with them in 2020, of course, in spring of 2020. And I don't think that's happening here. I think uh, I think flows are in, and I think we I think we know that because we kind of had that double bottom from the January twenty fourth capitulation lows. Matter of fact, we did have a double bottom there. We 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 opened below and closed above those lows on the day of shooting. This is I mean this is a great setup if you're bullish because sentiment is still very bearish. Again, as a as a contrarian, that's what you want to see. Uh, everybody now is consumed with, oh, here we go again, Russia, Russia, Russia. You, you can't escape it. You just, when the Democrats need help, where do they go to? Russia, Russia, Russia. Every time, man. And nobody's pointing that out. Why is that, by the way? You know, again, why is that? Why is that that Dems in Russia had this bestie relationship for years, you know? Why, why, why is no one talking about that? Again, there's your tell. When you're not talking about the really important stuff, you have your answer. That's my belief. And we see it again with George Soros. George Soros owns or controls roughly half of Ukraine. And that's not that much. It's a little bit, a little bit of exaggeration. He's the wealthiest guy there. Do you hear anyone talking about this on TV? Anybody at all? No. Why is that? You would think that'd be a, a story of interest that people want to know more about. Would you not? And one more, and I'll leave. I'll leave you with this. I, I, just because this is the this is the moment, you know. Uh, and again, I was born for this, so uh, I'm. I'm uh, to beat the markets, you got to understand geopolitics. You just have to. You know, the relationship between the markets. I think you have to know this. And again, I think the parallels to Rona are pretty interesting. Um, and I think that's why on the long side we're going to make a whole lot more, a lot of money. Again, the internals are great. In just a minute, I'm going to cover that next. Have you seen these stories coming out of Europe about the truth about Ukraine and their armed forces? Because I'd encourage you, uh, again, I tweeted it out, I included, we talked about this morning in a very letter. Ukraine has a battalion, okay, that are called, uh, I don't know, what is their name? Something like Azov or something, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but it was, it's, it's, a, it's a famous battalion, like frontline people for Ukraine uh, that uh, they're all pretty proud of. These are hardcore fighters. But guess what else? They're also neo-Nazis. They are Nazis. They are Nazis. Uh, if you don't believe it, you know what? Uh, this has been widely reported. Reuters, The Hill, every publication, pretty, pretty much UK, The Guardian, everybody's reported this. This is an open secret. And there's a lot of them. And they are pure Nazis. Like they are white nationalist Nazis all the way. And this is who the Democrats accuse just regular Republicans, me, of being. But here we are. They actually do exist on the Ukraine front lines. And they're some of their best fighters, apparently. And Democrats want to send all of our billions of dollars additionally <laughs> to fund these guys. 
You just, you can't make it up. You know, it just seems, maybe that's part of it. It just seems so crazy that nobody would believe it, right? Who would believe that? That's true. It just happens to be true. Facts matter. They just do. Facts matter. And that's why we spend time researching this and getting it right. I want to know who I'm backing. I don't know about you. I do not want to be told by the media what, what my belief system should be, you know? And, uh, but thank God for Putin. Again, thank God. Oh, my God. Biden's so happy. He's so happy. Rona's gone. Ghosted. Four to six to eight red, Fed rate hikes. Gone. Poof. Biden's inflation problems. Not his anymore, is it? That's now Putin's inflation problem. That's Russia's problem. So already, inside of a week, Putin and Russia have just ghosted Biden's biggest problems. He owes him a nice Christmas basket or something for his birthday, whenever that is for, for Putin. Because again, they go way back. Crimea, Uranium One, now here, now we're buying 800,000 barrels. 800,000 barrels a day, right? I think that's up like 50% at least from what it would have been. You know, had they not uh, canceled the, uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, what is the pipeline from Canada? And, uh, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to import our, our, our Russian vodka. But I, uh, you know, we'll see where this goes. They, I think they're going to have to uh, amp this up a little more because there's not enough people that are buying into it. And that typically means they're going to go, they're going to go harder. As you can tell, I'm a, I'm a big skeptic. I don't believe, I don't believe, I believe almost none of what we're hearing uh, so far. Um, and I hope I'm right, don't you? If I'm right, that means that, you know what, this is, this is going to be over soon and it's really, it's really, theater, pageantry. It's wag the dog. And folks, if it plays out the way that I see it, man, brilliant move by Democrats. But not really Dems, honestly. It's the elite ruling class, right? The Uniparty. Brilliant strategy. It really is. It's, it's just brilliant strategy. And, and Republicans are falling for it big time. I've had this conversation with a lot of people over the last few days. And when we start the conversation, they're like, what are you talking about? When we end the conversation and I walk them through how Biden gets a Nobel Peace Prize, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, okay, yeah, they did give that to – why did they give that to Obama? No one can tell you. He got it before he even was in office. <laughs> but he's remembered for it. I mean, I've, I've been to Oslo. I've, I've, I've walked through the, the Nobel Peace Prize uh, building. You know, and, and frankly, people laugh at but they chuckle about it there. They can't believe he's in there. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's funny, but you it, it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that during times of war, people rally around the flag. During times of war, people rally around the president. The longer this drags out, the more they look bite make Biden look like a leader on the world stage the higher his approval ratings go. So that's just that's just the way it works. It's Political Science 101. And by the way, the State of Union tonight should be very interesting. Uh, it's too bad they're not all going to be masked up, you know. But but that is the, the mask is still the swastika. So anybody tonight that's wearing a mask, you'll know they're, they're in their heart a hardcore Nazi. I'm telling you straight up, this is the way it works. This is their insignia. Right, this is the equivalent of wearing a swastika, is the mask when there's no reason to do it, and you're certainly an elected official. They're probably the ones that really want to fund these neo Nazis in the front lines of Ukraine so bad. I'm not even I'm not even making it up. I think that's probably exactly the truth. 
Okay, uh, so the internals. Let's get to that now. Uh, again, with these kind of losses, these just weren't bad. These just weren't bad. Folks, we, we didn't even have two-to-one negatives today. Well, we did in volume uh, for NASDAQ. Uh, and and let's, call it, let's call it two-to-one negative across the board. Let's, just, let's go and give them that. It really wasn't, but let's give them that. It was kind of close to it. But, folks, we were having two-to-one negatives in the fourth quarter of last year on some days when the market was up. <laughs> okay? And today we're down, let's call it uh, close to 2%, right? One and a half to 2%. And yet we barely have some two-to-one negative readings. 52-week high low was only two-to-one negative there, too. So, again, it, it, it's no guarantee that, that the lows are in. But we've had such a big move higher. All the signs are there that say that we have, must keep buying the dip. That's going to be our approach. What we don't like about this, being honest with you here, is the 200-day moving averages, which we continue to be below. But that happened during Rona, too. You know, We stayed during, below the 200-day for a long time, and then boom, like that, it was gone. It was over. So you know, these special situations, you know, the 200-day moving average just doesn't matter as much as, 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 as if you're going through a normal uh, period of corrections or bear markets and you're below the 200-day. But these special event crashes below the 200-day, like Rona, it's just not the same thing. You know, they're event-driven, purely event-driven. Uh, at least that, that's what it appears to be on the surface. In our sector watch today, of our 11 SP 500 sectors, we had 11, excuse me, 10 finished lower, one finished higher. Uh, to the downside, led by financials, down 3.7%. Again, the 10-year getting smoked here again. Drop back below 1.6% today. Where are all those, I'm just, I'm just curious. Where are all of the economists that said we were going to have six to eight rate hikes. Had they gone into hybrid? Had they changed their story yet? Are they still around? Class, anyone? Uh, because we've told you we'd have maybe two rate hikes. If they do three, they put the U.S. into recession. The yield curve is shrinking. Two to ten shrinking. That's not good. If you, if you want to see a booming economy, that's not what you want to see. No, there will not be. Four to six to eight rate hikes. We told you that a long time ago. Uh, but financials, again, are starting to reflect that a little bit. Down big today, down 3.7%. Again, a lot of Russian questions about, you know, who's got their debt on the books, et cetera. That's why you know this is going to be, this is going to end pretty soon. The money men aren't going to take these losses with these Russian holdings, okay? It's just not going to happen. Uh, materials, down 2.3%. Technology, down 2%. Uh, pretty much uh, across the board, 1% after that. And uh, in our commodity watch today, um, again, good day for commodities here because oil, we'll start there. Uh, what is this? The highest price since 2014 oil, $105.82 a barrel for oil. That's up $10 a barrel. It's a big move. So, 10% <clears throat> move. So, to go back to that, close to, you can go back to 2014 to find the last time oil traded this price. Let me, what was. I forget what was happening in 2014. Anybody, anybody, anybody remember this? Are you in class? Anybody? I'm looking around, my dog and a couple people in the office here. Nobody, nobody remember? Okay. I, I do happen to remember that. Let's see. That was when Obama was president and Russia was going into Crimea. That's when he was rolling out the red carpet and oil prices were at $104, $105 a barrel. Again, Rhyming, rhyming is taking place here, isn't it? Not? And of course, they love they love high oil prices because that means it makes you know these uh, the solar and uh, wind energy uh, more competitive. 
and just because they really hate people. They just would rather us die, you know. Uh, they really just would, they would just rather us go ahead and die. Uh, gold today, up uh, big, big, big move today. $46 an ounce, $19.47. Been joining us here. You know, we've been on the bandwagon for some time. Uh, silver today, uh, a, a, a bigger even. Gold's up 2%, silver at 4%. Up $1.19 an ounce at $25.56. That's a pure flight to safety move for gold. When they move together like that, especially when silver outperforms, because that's that's not a that's not an economy of strong move, right? This is a the shit could hit the fan move, right? Copper up a twelve cents a pound at four fifty seven a pound, and I told you, told you oil up ten a barrel. Uh, finally, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's catching a bit of wind at their sails. Now it's only forty three thousand nine ten, but that beats where it was last week below four thirty four thousand. Of course, it's had a nice move up twenty two hundred right now. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I'm just a broken record here, so I'll say it again. If Bitcoin flies through its 200-day moving average, which is 49,000 and change, okay? If Bitcoin flies through that, hits 55,000, remember the old high is, what, 65,000? If we start flying towards that direction, then I think this has nothing to do with Ukraine. And it has everything to do with what's next, and that's Taiwan. So, you know, we look, you know, there's a, there's a lot that could go wrong here, folks. But there's a lot that could go wrong. But at the end of the day... This is about wag the dog. This is wag the dog. And then uh, you have to hope that, you know, something really awful doesn't come out of their, uh, their sick uh, experiments here, right, That on us. All right, folks, listen, always appreciate you being here. Hope you had a great day today. And uh, we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.